0: This is podcast number 534, and I'm Libby, your host, and this week we have returning guests. Hi, this is Allison, and I write reviews for Wadenopoulos. And this is
1: Tom. I chair the communication department at Palm Beach Atlantic University in Florida.
0: All right, and this week we have some news. First piece of news I have, I really wish Peter was on the podcast for this, because this is his fault that I even care about this. But Let the Right One In is a vampire drama that's going to be on Showtime, and it's been ordered to series, and they just recast two of the main characters with, and I'm going to totally destroy this man's name, Zeljko Jaco Oh, Zosko Ivonek? There you go. You know how to say his name. Congratulations. Uh, who's amazing. He's really, really good. He's so, really good. So adding him is amazing. And then uh, Fernando Andrade, Andrada, uh, she's from... Narcos Mexico and Sons of Anarchy. I've seen her face before. I just, I'm assuming she's good. But, um, so both of them have joined the cast as reoccurring roles. And apparently they're replacing, uh, some other actors that didn't work out for them. But, um, yeah, I can't wait for this. One, I watched the original, I'm going to say Russian version or it's German I don't remember I saw the original version of let the right one in and then I saw the American version of it and the original was better but the American one wasn't bad it was pretty good and so I'm excited on what they're gonna do I'm not sure how they're gonna make this a TV show because the point of it is pretty straightforward so I'm I don't I mean I guess they just have to keep the story going so I'm curious to see what they do uh Tom news that you have
1: Lots of news. ABC has pulled the low-rated drama Promised Land from their schedule, and the remaining episodes will go to Hulu. Amazon announced that Marvelous Mrs. Maisel has been picked up for season five, which will be its final season. Phoebe Dynevor from Bridgerton is going to executive produce and star in The Outlaw, Scarlet and Brown, a futuristic thriller based on Jonathan Stroud's book. Disney Plus announced that John Williams has written a theme for Obi-Wan Kenobi. Oh, Yay. yeah, I heard that. And he and he just turned 90 last week. And Olivia Rodrigo from High School Musical the Musical the Series has a behind-the-scenes film called Driving Home to You, which will give viewers an intimate look at the making of her album Sour. Uh, Fox announced they're making a Bloom County animated series with creator Berkeley Breathing. FX announced that Dave has been picked up for Season 3, Fargo for Season 5, Atlanta will end with season four, which premieres this fall. And Olivia Coleman and Matt Berry are among the main cast of a Great Expectations limited series, which is co-produced with the BBC. Hmm. HBO, uh, HBO announced that In Treatment will not return, and basically fessed up that they were looking for things they could shoot during COVID, and they thought, "Hey, this will work during COVID." So <laughs> that was a one-off, which is weird because she got an uh, Uzo Aduba got an Emmy nomination. Yes, for she it did, and deserved it. Uh, Gilded Age Age has been picked up for season two. Peacemaker has been picked up for season two. Uh, Julie Pleck and Amy Chosek's Girls on the Bus has moved from the CW to to HBO Max with a straight-to-series order. Nice. Hulu picked up How I Met Your Father for season two. I've heard it's terrible. I I was so mad at the How I Met Your Mother finale. It's like, I will not trust those guys again. Stranger Things will end with Season five and season four will be split in half.
0: Yeah, uh, but me- not a long wait. It's only like a month, which is weird, but okay.
1: Melissa Famero from Brooklyn Nine Nine will join Randall Park in the comedy series Blockbuster. Carrie Russell is going to headline the political drama series The Diplomat. They're making a Bioshock movie based on the video game series. Yay! Will Smith, Will Smith's and David Oyelowo's production companies are teaming up to produce a film based on Onyeka and the Academy of the Sun. Daredevil, Luke Cage, and the other Marvel series leave Netflix on March first because the license, licensing agreement with Marvel ends. Where will they go? My my money's on Hulu. My money's on Disney uh, Plus. No, they're too violent for Disney Plus. Can you imagine Punisher on Disney Plus?
0: <laughs> no. I don't know, uh, man. I'm gonna take that bet on you. I think it's gonna be on Disney.
1: Okay. Um Lots of news from Paramount. First off, the name. Viacom CBS is rebranding the entire company as Paramount. And they plan to integrate Showtime content with Paramount Plus content. And they're going to offer an in-app bundle upgrade. Both services had a combined 56 million subscribers at the end of 2021. Uh, 1883 has been picked up for season two. And a new Yellowstone prequel series has been ordered, 1932. Are you kidding me? I am not kidding. Halo I mean, eighteen eighty three is amazing. Like it's really good. Uh well, hopefully nineteen thirty two will be good too. <laughs> I'm just I feel
0: like that's weird, but hey, they okay. Are,
1: they are they are milking so, the So I was now. like,
0: so so basically Paramount will just be an all Taylor Sheridan <laughs> network. Yeah, no, All Taylor Sheridan <laughs> all the time. But, uh, I, I mean, Halo I can't complain because his stuff is good, man. Like, Oh, yeah, his stuff is well, good. Well, I
2: imagine with 32, they're going to go into the Depression and the Dust Bowl and right. that kind of thing. Yeah. That's,
0: that's the plan. Uh,
1: Halo received an early season two pickup. Uh, they also announced NCIS Sydney will launch next year on Paramount Plus Australia from producer uh, Shane Brennan. And SEAL Team is getting a spinoff movie, Uh Executive produced by David Boreanis, Christopher Shulak, and one of the other producers whose name escapes me. Uh, SpongeBob spin-off movies are coming. A Dora the Explorer live action series is coming, and a Sonic the Hedgehog spin-off with Knuckles and Idris Elba voicing the character as he does in the upcoming Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Uh, and then finally, the Teen Wolf reunion movie basically has that all nobody
0: of them asked pass. for.
1: Yeah, they've got all the cast back except for Dylan O'Brien, uh, Tyler Hecklin, and Arden Cho. You mean the leads? They got everybody but the leads? Is that what you're telling me? Well, Dylan O'Brien's career has exploded. Yeah, I, mean, I know, he's but he's, Supernova. he's. Tyler Hecklin's on Superman and Lois. And Arden, Arden Cho, she was offered half of what the other female stars were offered, so she passed.
0: Okay, uh, the, her her decision makes they, sense, they, but they, I mean, without Skolinski, Stil, there's no point. There's no point. Well, there's... They get whole season without him. Yeah, <laughs> I, and it was sucked. It absolutely so,
1: sucked. They they did say that they have not finished. That there might be more announcements forthcoming. So I bet the wad a big wad wad of cash at both of the guys to say just come back for like five to ten minutes. We'll make it worth your while. <laughs> um, Peacock has ordered a true crime series, "Friend of the Family," with Anna Paquin jake lacy and colin hanks uh showtime has picked up billions for season seven and they've picked up super pumped for season two season one's focusing on uber season two is going to focus on facebook and finally warner brothers has signed steve yaki creator of the flight or adapter of the flight attendant to an overall deal
0: okay let's get started off with the shows first up we're going to talk about discovery of witches and it is finally the finale Uh, And it's not just the finale; it's the series finale, and that was the most uneventful series finale I've ever seen. There were zero problems by any of the like. She was; they made her so overpowered in this last episode. I had zero concerns for her life whatsoever going into this big, obviously trap and. I was like, it was ridiculous. And it was just as easy as I thought it was going to be. She just walked through it. And, it. and nobody died. Nobody died. She walked through the thing. And then they made you think for a second that Matthew might die. I was like, no, he's not going to die. Like, if, if it had been any other character, maybe. But I was like, it's not going to be Matthew. And she, like, the big guy, oh God, what's his name, Benjamin? Like, he comes at her, she makes a magical bow and arrow, shoots him once, he's dead, she walks over his corpse. And I was like, are you kidding the, me? And, and, That's and how turn, terrifying
2: he was. Okay, Turns done. to
1: stone, and then dust and blows away. The, I gotta say, I was calling my auntie as an anticlimactic. Um, that was supposed to be a joke. <laughs> but, okay, there you go. I don't think I've ever watched a series... That has imploded as gracelessly as Discovery of Witches. Because season one was so good, I binge it on immediately. Season two was a chore to plow through. And unlike, did it get better at the end? Better. But I don't think it I don't think it was good though. And this season was just a complete let. I mean, I did like I did I did like Philippe. I liked the episodes where we were with Philippe. Oh yeah, Philippe was great because the actor's great, but man, it was just I'm, wow. not a, I'm not disagreeing. I'm not disagreeing. What a letdown after that season one. I'm glad I didn't buy the, buy you know any more seasons or a box set or anything because just come. Yeah, back. And this mean, season was a train
0: wreck. This last season it was just season it was, was terrible. I'm mess. just.
2: By the time they got to the end, when you know, after building up all the bad guys and saying how much of a threat they were and how terrible, just every last one of them was so easy to knock down. I mean, the it just you know, the it's like um, Peter Knox, you know. From oh yeah. He was he was even dispatched by by Sarah. I mean, it wasn't even yeah, like I, I, I yeah. If if it had been like, the the lead, if it had been what's her name, it it would been okay well she's super powered so of course but no he was he was literally taken out by a kitchen witch and it was like well i've got a spell boom he's gone so that was scary okay you know why were we so scared of him for all these these episodes why was he such a big threat if someone who was supposed to be so low powered could just say a few magic words and get rid of him like
0: you know instantly oh and then what's crazy is the the woman who was like my destiny is everybody thinks it's diana but it's really me i'm the one that's destined to be the great witch blah 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 blah. Yeah, and no. then when she finds out that diana has the book of life and it's inside she's like no that was supposed to be mine and then she just like whines and i was like wait what what Yeah. and her she, motive she, her motive for helping benjamin was just it didn't make sense he's torturing other witches and she's like well they they're not the same as us and i'm like really like none of the logic made any sense and none. then yeah and then she just like did a weave and bound her magic and just left her whimpering spellbound yeah yeah, yeah
2: and that was i mean the, it was it was just so ridiculous the thing is if if they were going to build up to anything build up to those two last people who you know are supposed to be the big threats and have a big huge fight with them and you
0: know she brought a posse to help her and then she didn't use them then she knew she she literally
2: walled them off it was ridiculous they didn't it's like they they built up all this stuff and then they went i have no idea how to use any of this and and they didn't And, and all they did was wrap it up and even worse after after this stuff was was taken care of the series actually ends the the way they finally take care of the last big bad. Uh, is they bo-
0: vote him down?
2: Is, <laughs> it's it's a, a got council meeting. It's it's I mean it's like a community meeting of of creatures, and and they they vote him down. I a, genuinely thought that act of bureaucracy gets rid of the bad I body. know. I actually thought so, he
0: was gonna like once he realized that everything was spiraling out of control for him, I thought he was gonna do something super violent and it was gonna break out into a fight or he's gonna decapitate somebody or something. And yeah. nope, he sat oh. there and took it. And I was like, "Come on!"
2: It was. It was. It was awful. It. Was, and then it, was it was
0: ends awful. in a montage.
1: And it ends in a montage. Of course, it ends in a montage. Now, I just think that wow, what a, what an inept ending to a disappointing overall series.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, and we're done talking about right that. I got nothing else yeah, let's, to say. Yeah. Moving on. Um, next up, we're going to talk about In From the Cold, and we're just going to wrap this one up. we we got up to episode four, and let's. Uh, I I, I think. The main points of the show are actually really good. I think what they do with the daughter, I don't know if that works. Like they try to make her into kind of a sociopath. They have her like kill this bird and put it in someone's soup and then screw with someone's skates so that she actually breaks her her foot or her like really badly. And so they they make it seem like she's not necessarily a good person. And then she becomes victim to Um, the bad guys like do a honey trap on her, and they, they, you know, they set her up to be the bad guy and all of that. And so they turn
2: her into a sleeper agent. Yeah, they turn
0: into a sleeper agent. And I get it, and we're supposed to, but I mean, the thing is, they did so much to make her unlikable that when (laughs) this happens, the only thing I feel is I feel for her mom because I'm like, well, her mom's probably you know scared for her. I feel that, but I feel nothing for the girl. Like, they ruined that girl's character. What do you think?
2: I I didn't think she had much of a character, other than being, uh, you know, irritating and and sociopathic. And that's the thing, too. If you're going to do a a storyline where you you turn her into a sleeper agent, there has to be a big definition between her suddenly doing something really evil... And who she is as a person, right? And they just already destroyed who she is as a person. I mean, it would surprise me that they needed her as a sleeper agent. <laughs> just tell her to go kill somebody. She should enjoy that in an afternoon. Um, it, it just made no sense
0: whatsoever as far as as far as that part. The, like, 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 I think that was, was the weakest part of the show. Is I, her. I'd
2: be happy if you know if they do a season two if they don't have the daughter involved at
0: all because. Well, they She's... said her daughter is going off to college, and I was like, Oh thank God Which is good. You know, let's <laughs> let's
2: leave her there and and not even have a phone call with her, shall we? Let's just forget about her. Yeah, okay?
0: yeah. So the main character, her story and her flashbacks were pretty interesting. I though the flashbacks I felt were pretty predictable. Um she falls in love with her mark, as any young agent will do. Um that part was not that great. Only thing is the whatever it was she was supposed to be stealing um it ends up being the shot that turns her into the uh, shapeshifter and i didn't i don't think i knew that's what she was going to be stealing so that was kind of cool how that all happened um and i like the actress playing her younger self i think she's pretty good
2: yeah i think both of them are are
0: excellent yeah yeah um
2: the only thing that you know that when they, when they finally worked out all the way to the ending of this thing and i know that they wanted to do something to leave it open. So there's something for a a second season, but that whole coda at the end, when she goes (laughs) out to the garage, (laughs) it was like on the one hand, yeah, it's predictable. It's like, okay, let's see that she, you know, everything we've seen is, is not really that. Um, But on the other hand, if if you, if you think about it for two minutes, it doesn't make any sense in context because we've seen her, we've seen her when she's all alone and not, like, performing for other people. Right. And she still seemed to have the same, the same values and the same issues, the same concerns about things. So having her suddenly flip and just have been an agent all along. Uh... Well,
0: how do you explain her killing her mom, too? I was like, that was part of the performance? Does her mom yeah. know that was part of the performance? Like
2: I think that came as a bit of I I don't think
0: the mom knew that was coming. Um, but and I was like, I don't. It gets. It, it, get, there's, it there's starts so many to fall apart.
2: Yeah, it starts too. to
0: fall apart if you look at it too hard. But I do like the moment. Um, at the end when she's with Chauncey because I've always disliked Chauncey through the whole thing. I don't like him because uh, I, I
2: told you they were going to end up.
0: Together. Yeah, but not in the way that makes sense because I was like the whole time I was like she's not into him that doesn't make any sense and so when she does finally kiss him at the very end he's like is this real and I was like no it doesn't it one it didn't feel real and she doesn't answer the question and then when you five seconds later you find out she's a mole then it makes more sense why she kissed him it wasn't real it wasn't it wasn't a oh my god enemies to lovers sort of scenario because at no point do I feel like she likes him. So I just didn't buy it. And so I, that's the only thing that works when you find out she's an agent is that she kissed Chauncey to solidify her position as a mole, but not I, because I she been really liked him.
2: Because I, you know, I was kind of expecting for the shoe to drop, but I, and I would have, I would have liked all of that if it weren't for the fact that it doesn't hold together with the other things they've done yeah i'm not not disagreeing
0: i'm not disagreeing it holds for that scene though because i didn't buy her kissing him because she does she doesn't trust him she finds out he puts the cameras in her eyes like there's no intimacy in their relationship whatsoever so i was like what why would she kiss like when i was watching the scene i was like this doesn't make any sense and then when you get to the end, I was like, oh, okay, now it makes sense. But I mean, anyway. it's
2: fun to watch, but it's not heavy on logic.
0: No, I, I did enjoy it. Absolutely enjoyed it. I will say that.
2: No, I did too. And I, and I think, I, did, I don't think, think, it, it, think about it too hard. Yeah,
0: I think it all works until like the last five minutes. The last five minutes, it kind of throws stuff into like, wait, what? So there you go. All right, let's move on. Next up, we're going to talk about uh, After Party, and this was episode six. And in this episode, it's pretty much animated. It's their animated episode. But I actually like the conceit of this one because when I was watching everybody's version of the event, I always thought that, oh God, what is her name? Chloe? Is that her name? Zoe? A Chloe, I think. One of those. Um, I always thought her behavior didn't make sense. Like one minute she would be sincere with Anique and the next minute she would act like she was all into Xander, Z- Xavier, whatever his name is. Um, she was all into him and I was like, well, that's weird. Like you can't really be into both of those guys. They're so different. And having her it being inside her head and seeing that what was pulling and pushing her the whole night it now, it makes absolute sense. And I was like, Uh okay, yeah, all right. I like this one a lot. Did you? I, I did.
2: Because, you know, I have been enjoying this show, I think more than, than most of you guys have through most of it, but this was the episode where I kind of started to feel like, wow, we are stretching this concept out a whole lot longer than it can survive. It was It was just the repetition of everything started to get to me in this episode. Well, I thought, Whereas,
0: no, I really thought that showing like her split kind of personality a little, how that was working and how it made all the other, because that was the one thing that I thought didn't make sense was her behavior. And this explained it.
2: Well, so. it did, but you know, I mean, and the the thing is, it's just the fact that there isn't that much story to begin with, where this this show is concerned, mm-hmm. and that you know the 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 conceit is that okay, we're just taking this through different genres, and for a while that was fine for me. I was I was like, yeah, great, I'm here for the the musical, and I'm here for the action movie, and da da da. This episode, even though I was I was kind of looking forward to the idea of an animated version of this. When it got to it, I just started to feel the wear and tear on this little tiny story. It's like, okay, let's get on with it. You can wrap it up now. Um, even though, there, there, I mean, there were good elements about it. There were parts I laughed at, sure. Um, but I just started to feel how thin the story was in this episode.
1: All right, Tom? I didn't, I didn't really like it either. And what's interesting, I'm, lo- I'm looking at IMDb. Out of the episodes that have been broadcast so far this is the lowest rated one by imdb users i didn't like the animation style that was part of really? it. i just huh. i didn't like the style and it, it i don't know it just didn't work for me and between that and the repetition and then having been on a film set till very to the wee hours of the morning i just like uh whatever um <laughs> I think this is one of those cases I think this the season's supposed to be eight episodes. It probably would have been stronger at six. I agree. All people's stories are not equally engaging. And and all and all these characters are not equally engaging. And
0: I don't know. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh let's wrap this one up. I obviously enjoyed this more than the than you other two, but yeah, I'm still enjoying After Party. I'm still liking the show. I did like the reveal. That the, uh,
1: that the assistant detective figured out that Anikin uh, was listening to them. Ah, yeah, that's right. And, cool. and was taking notes. So, that was, in terms of the overall storyline, that was like the biggest thing. Also, he narks on her. And, and, he, nar- and he also narks on her because the thing is, she was, already, I mean, the whole premise, it was glad that they got back to this in episode six that you're supposed to wrap this up really quickly or else, you know, right. you're already on Thin Ice, and then five
0: episodes later, I mean it. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Uh, next up, we're going to talk about Snowpiercer, and when I say we, I mean Tom and Allison. I don't know, what episode are you guys on for Snowpiercer? It's three and four. Okay, go for
1: it. I just want to thank Allison for, for, uh, <laughs> for cajoling me into catching up. Because this is a really good season; it's a very strong season. I mean, and they are moving the plot forward at a rapid pace. So, uh, I think other shows could take a lesson from Snowpiercer. Yes, yes. Uh, my favorite moment—I—I I, sent—I posted a, a mysterious uh, Snowpier—oh, uh, Big Alice edition of Clue. Lila Junior in the night car with a knife. Because <laughs> always being the one to uh, Being very pragmatic After the wedding was made into this uh, You know this spectacle event By Mr. Wilford um, They start basic, Kevin who is just awful He's the dude That Wilf, that Wilford basically got to Slice his wrist in the bathtub And then saves him In, in order to pledge fealty to Wilford but Kevin's now basically Wilford's uh hatchet man. <laughs> Literally, well, not hatchet per se, but kind of. Um but after uh, after Ruth's uh resistance sabotaged uh the weapon last the weapon that they had prepared to use against Snowpiercer, Ruth's in custody, she's about to lose a limb, and then Snowpiercer comes out of nowhere and all's chaos and um uh, So it's basically episode three is kind of a battle of the wills. And meanwhile, Kevin is rounding up the unusual suspects and taking out, you know, chopping off fingers and tongues and all kinds of stuff. That
2: was horrible. Yeah, it it
1: was horrible. Yeah. If you're squeamish, Libya, this was I mean, it's a good thing you watched. That was a scene to miss. Yeah. This this show has not been pulling punches. But um, finally, Lila Jr.'s, you know, newly new husband told her you know she's basically you know kissing up to Wilford and he says well what if what if uh oh, why do I always forget um uh the dude's buff buff black dude's name hamilton of uh,
2: um,
1: which one the the black of, dude. oh oh
2: Javi really... Diggs character uh, uh Andre Yeah
1: if Layton comes back what are you going to do then and then when Layton comes back you know moments later she decides I'm going to slit Kevin's throat in front of everybody so everybody knows I'm on the right side of history. tree. <laughs> uh, she's just so evil, and I think she's amoral. I don't think she, she is. She's
2: a, she's a complete sociopath, and I mean to the point where even her sociopathic, well, boyfriend, now husband, um, is, is a little scared of her. It's like I think that's a little be. bit far, and I mean, remember—he remember was introduced as this character who who just loved beating up on people and doing terrible things and murdering and whatnot. And yet he looks at her, and it's like I think that's taken things far.
0: <laughs> so
2: that's a little much for me. So yeah, she is she is over the top, crazy, very very evil. I was very happy though that she took out Kevin because I was tired of him.
1: Yeah, he he was just. Uh...
2: He sort of he sort of got to the the limit of what he was good for, and it's like okay, good. I I will not be mourning for that character.
1: What did you think of episode four?
2: Um, I loved episode four. I thought that you know they were building up to you know this payoff, which they they actually paid off incredibly well. Um, you know we've been looking at this cat and mouse game back and forth, and by the end of of three, they finally managed to to actually get the train and get control of it. And now this one, um, they're, they're stuck in a lie. That's the last thing that happened in, in the previous episode is that they come up with this, this lie to tell about uh, the, there being this place in, in South Africa that has Mm. not been touched by the global freeze and really, all it is is these these little dreams that leighton has been having that he is deciding are premonitions that, that he's he's seen something real, and he's banking on this so totally that he has their their uh, new girl who they they found out in the wastelands telling everyone that she is from New Eden and it's green and lovely and wonderful out there, and she's she's so traumatized that she's willing to lie about this and now people are asking all kinds of questions and and it's a question of whether she'll break or not And meantime you know they emptied out the drawers and we've got we've got the characters from that back again um notably um i'm blanking michael oh, mali's character uh, roche roche and uh his wife died in the drawers, his, his daughter's still alive, but he's falling apart yep. from, I mean, he's, he's just gone. His, it's like everything is, is just falling to pieces for him and he has nothing but revenge on his mind. So uh, when he goes after Wilford at, of course, the most inconvenient possible time, um, I, it was, a, there was a part of me that, you know, on the one hand, I don't want to see them get rid of Sean Bean that fast. Because I really like him on the show, I think he's he's what injected a tremendous amount of energy into this into this program. Yep. On the other hand, it was like, yeah, kill him, go, <laughs> absolutely, you know, don't have him sitting around in a in a cell where he can cause trouble. Kill him, yes. Uh, so yeah, I was a too. I was surprised there. how
1: quickly they. I was surprised how quickly they did that. I mean, I thought they'd do Hannibal Lecter him and leave him around for a while, let him plot his his jailbreak, et cetera, et cetera. And then right away, next episode, boom they almost gank him,
2: yeah, um, very close, but no cigar because he's still he they they just have him now in the uh, in the uh, you know in the medical unit re- so, recovering or I'm re- sure he'll be able to do more more damage but the I think the biggest fake out with this episode was that we particularly if you saw the previews and saw uh, Melanie burn- in the Oh, oh,
1: yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, Melanie. Uh, and I, so, you know, I was thinking, oh, they've already tipped their hand. Melanie's back. No, they're, she's really not. They, they had her just back as, as like this hallucinatory character that both her daughter and Wilford seem to particularly enjoy talking to and, and venting their, their feelings at. So, um. She was back in in that capacity, just as this, this imaginary ghost figure. We, we need to wrap and, this one up. And I, Double. but in any case, I, I I thought everything everything that they did was w- was great with the last two episodes, and I'm completely in for for this I am series. Too. Yeah, yeah.
1: You, you know that lie is gonna bite him in the butt though. <laughs> oh, you know it.
0: You know All it. right, let's move on. Uh, next up, we're going to talk about Reacher. We're talk about episode five and six. And Tom, why don't you lead us? in that discussion episode five
1: introduces us to neely one of reachers uh one of the troops who worked for reacher oh she's awesome i really like her she's awesome she's awesome i mean it's like i wouldn't i wouldn't even really call her a sidekick because she's extremely capable oh absolutely
0: (laughs) and i like their shorthand they like they don't need to discuss things they don't need like they've got they've got their own language and just watching them and discovering what that language is is so much fun. I've so. been trying to I,
1: I, I preach it my students that people who know each other well don't speak in complete sentences and can act, you know can act they know they can anticipate each other's moves. It's it's fun to see that portrayed so well in a TV show. Yeah. The other big event of episode five was boom 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 discovery of papa kleiner <laughs> oh his body they found him dead right yeah now. that was
0: like a shocker it's yeah because like, okay, you're it's like we know who is. the villain is and sorry not yeah maybe you don't know who the villain is <laughs> but i i will say is this the episode i don't remember this one or the next one where yes he meets keely and he asks her to find some information for him and she finds the information she's like i gotta yeah. tell you in person is it neely yeah and she yeah. she's like, I got to tell you in person, we can't trust the phone lines. Is that ha- does that happen in five or six? Is that correct?
1: I don't think that's I don't think that's fi- I think that's when she comes back later on.
0: Oh, OK. All so, right.
1: But but no, that was a bi- that was a kind of a big shocker because we're at, kind of at the midway point of the season. And the person that we all figured was the big bad
0: is now the <laughs> she... big dead. Yeah, he's not
1: the big dead. So <laughs> now we realize that there's much more.
0: That this is a full fledged Seal spiracy. Yes, <laughs> yes. And what we thought we knew, we did not know. We we're like, okay, right. we, let's let's reevaluate our knowledge right now. Allison, what do you think?
2: Um, uh, well, you know, I've I've said before what my feelings are really about the series, and this these episodes didn't really change it much. I'm enjoying it, you know, but it's it's not. It's not life altering for me. I, well, I did television like being...
0: doesn't necessarily have to be life altering. No, but I mean,
2: I, you know, I I don't particularly like his character because ah. he just he's like, you know, I, I I understand that he's like a walking fantasy figure for a certain type of person that I'm not terribly thrilled with. So it he he just doesn't work for me a lot. Now some of the the supporting characters I I like a little bit better, but um yeah, it's it's like it was watchable. I saw the whole thing. Um, I just, it was okay.
1: So you're saying that I should not put uh, the complete Jack Reacher collection on your uh, birthday gift list? Because <laughs> 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 cause the, the book readers are ecstatic with, if you go oh, on I, I, Oh, I'm sure media, they are. You the know, book but... readers are like, oh my gosh, this is Jack Reacher just like I've imagined them. Yeah, I'm yeah, enjoying then... it.
0: I really am. I think it's pretty great. And I like the... As my, I mean, because Tom Cruise is basically Tom Cruise in every movie he's in. He's not really different. So I get that they were not impressed by his portrayal. Uh, this, I really feel like Jack Reacher is, is a specific character. And I, I really like him. And I like his friendship with, with Neely. And I like his budding friendship that we have now with him and the detective and the deputy? Is that her name?
1: Yeah. Roscoe Mm -hmm. and, uh, and Finley is the detective.
0: Right. So I like their kind of, they're getting to know each other. And I also what I like is that Finley was a new cop to the department in the first place. So him and Roscoe, they don't have a shorthand. They, they're not sure if they can trust each other. And so it's like everyone kind of learning each other is pretty cool. I like it.
1: Episode six is when Reacher takes a trip to New York to meet with the professor coming back to the conference that
0: that is the episode yes so that's where neely's like i have some information blah 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 but it's basically like they were really specific of who knew that he was going to new york to pick up this person right is that correct and so this pickup goes horribly wrong and that is the moment because she died you know she gets killed and I was like, "Okay, this is the moment where everybody turns in their cell phones and we all figure out what the heck just happened uh, and they do not do that. They don't even do mouth service to that that's that frustrated me a lot um Tom, your thoughts the um I mean the stuff with
1: the stuff with Roscoe in the woods with um Hubble you know Mrs. Hubble and the Hubble girls that was interesting, and I thought it was a great opportunity for Roscoe to shoot." To show I'm not a damsel in distress. Oh yeah, yeah, she was great. Yeah, I can take care of my own. Uh, For me, I thought that the reveal of what was really going on with the paper was brilliant. Just in terms of because when people talk about counterfeiting, you know, everybody is always talking about all these all these different protection layers they put on, like the special ink or the the strips and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. But the actual paper and the fact that U.S. currency is the only currency where we use the same size for every denomination. So that was a really clever bad guy plan. Ah. Aside from the toxic chemicals that you dump in the river and kill it. (laughs) (laughs) And you have to start killing EPA you know environmental people to to cover, cover that track. up right but but for me i just thought that was a really good mystery because and everybody was giving him a hard time about the feed oh that's true <laughs> and then finally we get oh who who was it um who was it that also has the same line and you're like, wow that's a lot of feed. And it's like, I Oh know.
0: no, that was Neely. Neely said oh, that yeah, too. Neely, Neely. Neely said that, it. That, that was, that and he was, was like, thank you. That's
1: what I've been saying.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, so I thought this was a great for the, uh, you know, we're in the second half of the story. You know, we're in act two of the story. We're halfway through act two of the story. Yeah. We the, just got the last the little series. bit. Right, we right. just got the last little bit. So no, I, you know, I thought it was, I thought it was great. But, but, but the currency thing, you know, if you've done enough traveling and I I still have like random, I still have random five, five pound notes. Like I've got one in my office drawer. It's like, why is that there?
0: Oh, I have a loony. I have a loony. And I did that on purpose just because I thought it was hilarious that the money was called a loony.
1: So yeah, it's, it's, it's a good, for me, Jack, Jack, Reacher season one was a good ride.
0: I agree. Well, we still got to wrap up the finale later. All right. Uh, next up, we're going to talk about All of Us Are Dead, episode three and four. And I'm going to let Allison lead the discussion on this one because she's the one that drew us into this quagmire of a zombie show in the first place. So uh, to blame. Yes, yeah, so you are to blame for this one. Uh, and I, I mean, I'm not saying I'm not enjoying the ride, but it's gotten me emotional. This, especially episode three, I got so so upset (laughs) like i had to literally stop the like i was watching it, i had to stop it because i got so angry uh in this episode uh with the girl the one that's been picking on the welfare boy and calling him names and wealthy and all of that and the the teacher is like no no you guys have to get along we're in the middle of a freaking apocalypse you know we don't have time for this and she can't stand that everyone thinks that she's wrong because she thinks he got infected at the door. And He's like, no, I didn't. And so he's like, fine, I'll go in isolation for an hour and I'll sit in here and prove to you guys that I'm not infected. And it looks like he's not infected and she can't stand it. She cannot stand that everybody thinks that she's the one in the wrong. So she gets some infected zombie blood And rubs it onto his wound and, and, and pretending that she's taking care of his wound. And I saw what she did. I paused the television and I was ready to like throw things. Like I was (laughs) so angry because she basically is killing, she's killing someone. She's a murderer. Yeah, she, She is. she she kills him because she doesn't want the other kids to think that she's wrong. And I was like, what kind of a monster? Do you have to be to justify that? To be like, well, he's just a welfare kid, so it doesn't matter. I can't be wrong, and so i was like, what kind of logic is going through your mind that you think that that's okay? And I was so angry, and I, I, if they hadn't resolved it in the same episode, I might have been out, <laughs> like. But I did like the resolution where they figure out what she's done. But watching that kid die, oh, it was so heart-wrenching. And I have to say, I mean, Walking Dead has done this where I've cried about people dying and they do it in different ways. But this show, man, just the ruthlessness of these high school kids is just blowing me away. I was like, guys... Your objective should be getting out of the school, not murdering each other. And that is 100% what some of them are doing, and it's blowing my mind. But Allison, your thoughts, I've, I've, I've taken up all the time. Yeah, well, I'm
2: glad, I'm glad you let me go first. Um...
0: <laughs> go ahead.
2: Uh, anyway, yes, no, I, it, it's exactly this kind of thing that really gets you. It's not, I mean, the zombies are a threat, sure. But the it's it's just like Walking Dead when it was at its best. The real threat are the human beings. And and the Yeah, the but it usually humans. takes longer than twelve hours into the apocalypse. Like... But the thing is that what, the what the what they established in this show was that this place was you know filled with terrible people to begin with. True. You've All got, the bullies, you've got, yeah. You've got the bullies uh who, who are roaming the school and making life miserable for a lot of the kids. You've got uh, teachers and staff who let it happen because it's right. just easier for them that way, and who constantly letting the kids down. In fact, one of the the themes I think of the entire series is how the the adults are, in in one way or another, constantly letting the kids down. And you know, a, a lot of the times it's it's not even intentionally. You know, it's, things are getting in the way, but it's still. They're, whether whether it's deliberate or whether it's through uh, incompetence or whether it's through just you know the the random acts of of nature that are happening around them, um, they they find themselves unable to to help the kids who they are supposed to be you know protecting, and the kids themselves are are horrible. You know some of these kids are absolutely. Like you know, Lord of the Flies, tribalistic, and this the the girl who, and I forgot her, the name of her character, who uh, but the rich girl who who uh, targets the the wealthy kid um, is is a perfect example where she all she sees she's been raised to see this class system, she sees herself at the top of it, she believes he should be at the bottom, and the more he he makes himself vital in this group the more she resents him to the point where she is especially after she uh has been as you said um accused of of not being in the right and um you know she's 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 looked at from her perspective as being less than this kid she's willing to murder him to to make it all right for herself to reestablish.
0: The and packing. then she has the nerve to make herself seem like the victim. Like yeah. once everyone oh, turns on her, I, she's like, I can't believe you guys would do that to me. But
2: that was so perfect because that's exactly what that type of person does. They uh, Instantly, the, the biggest bully turns themselves into the victim. So I thought that that was brilliant. Um, I, I did. I, one thing that I was so happy about, though, was that she didn't get away with it. There was someone in the class who was willing to speak up and say i saw what you did and the entire class did turn on her and she was forced to to flee however not until she had done the damage that she did and cost a student his life which was um, outrageous and well, it's my... not it didn't even stop at him because then the teacher who i think was an idiot um decided to go with her. her yeah i mean and this is what this is a, a, goes back to the whole thing of, of, of uh, adults letting kids down well, I think she, she towards... felt
0: that she had let everybody down and she let this happen on her watch. And so she was like, I need to be responsible for this. Right.
2: But she did it in the wrong way. It's like if, if everything had been equal, you know, and with the, the school, everything was still normal, then running after some kid who, who may be, you know, going to do something radical and get herself in danger um, would be, would have been the right thing to do. But in the situation they were at, she could not make the, the leap from you just got rid of a threat to the rest of your group. Stay with your group. Right. Stay with your kids because they need you. It's right. the group that needs you, not her. Right. Um. And she and she ends up paying for that. Um. But it this so so she just it, it's it's that idea of they try to make the right decisions
0: and in the it wrong still ends way. Yeah. Yeah. And then in the next episode, uh, I can't remember what happens in the next episode.
2: Um, the next episode, actually a lot of different things happen. Um, we go back to, to the, uh, the, um, professor, the the police station where the science teacher is being held and he's, he's being interrogated by the detective and finally, you know, tells him about his, his, uh, experiments and how he created the virus And just before all hell breaks loose and the zombies start attacking the, the precinct, he tells them you've got to get to the school because I have a laptop there that has what you will need need to, to address this virus. And, and that's the last thing he gets to say before everybody's attacked and he gets bitten. But the, the one thing that they leave open is that after he's bitten, He does not seem to go full zombie. he seems seems
0: very calm.
2: He seems very calm. He has a little smile on his face. You know, obviously in full possession of his motor skills, he walks very placidly out. And uh, so, you know, that happens. And then the detective is now on his way to try to find somebody who can help him get to the school and get to that laptop. In the meantime, um, the, uh, oh, God, I'm, I'm blanking on all these kids' names now. But, I, um, I just, because so I'm was...
0: reading subtitles, I'm reading their names. I'm not saying their names.
2: That's why it's so hard to remember. Right. Uh, Chanson, um, his mother, um, you know, she tries stupidly, but I mean bravely, to get to the school to save her son. And, of course, the predictable happens, and she ends up getting
0: attacked herself. So, uh, uh, they did that because that's going to be a rude awakening for him oh, later on. He's going to run into her because his whole thing was his parents care more about their hotel or not the hotel, their restaurant than him. Cause somebody's like, you think they're going to come and get, he's like, yeah, my parents aren't coming to get me. And then when he sees her, that's going to be devastating. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in the, in the school, you still have, what the heck is going on with the students? I forgot.
2: Um, and the, um, the other thing that's happening is that the girl who was being victimized oh, by the right, boys,
0: well, the she thing, gets oh, bit. Well, what's triple about that is the kid that's on the roof with her is like, I, I love you. I really wanted to protect you, but I couldn't. And then she's like, you're a coward. And He goes, no, I'm not. And then she leaves and she's like, well, if you're not a coward, come with me. And he's like, uh, nope. <laughs> 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 to be fair, her plan was stupid. But and obviously because she gets bitten five seconds later, it was.
2: And her priorities were idiotic. It's oh like, my god! You're in yes. In the middle of a zombie apocalypse, and you're worried that someone is going to see a naked picture of you on a phone. Yes. Really? Who, yeah. Really? First of all, who is left? Who's even going to care? Exactly. I, it, I agree. It was just it was crazy. It yeah, was her. Yeah, her.
0: Her thing. Well, first of all, she's like, if I find his phone and crush it, it. I was like, first of all, he's already uploaded it. And it's scheduled to release. So it's not on the phone anymore. Mm -hmm. There's nothing that she can do by breaking all this phones that is going to stop that from uploading. It's already uploaded. It's done. It's in the
2: cloud. It's in the cloud.
0: It's done. And the fact that she has some weird idea that she can um, fix this is insanity. So, yeah. And then she gets bitten. And after she gets bitten, she still is like, oh, I got to still blow up these phones. And I was like, huh, so she even looks 100% normal, except that her skull is cracked open, so she's obviously dead. But she's still doing what she was doing before, and she's not raging after anybody. She's just chilling, breaking phones. Um, So I don't know what's going on with her, but let's move on. Uh, This series has been really, really great, and I've loved it. Uh, So thumbs up for me. Yeah. Uh, I'm it enjoying it. It just moves
2: it. like a freight train. It really is great, um, right. and and I I think you know this is a, a lot of of the stuff uh, from Korea. This is what they do best is when they when they get into the action and really just throw themselves into right. it. Right. Um, and this this series has been
0: terrific. All right. Well, let's move on. Uh, next up, we're going to talk about Bel Air, and I've seen four episodes of it. Uh, Tom has seen one uh tom you can give your go ahead give your opinion um and i might agree with you on some of the stuff on the pilot but let's see go ahead i have not hated a pilot so much in a
1: long time it was just pitch perfect every note wrong um for i mean the the whole, the whole reason for this project being is just weird. Somebody made, like, a YouTube video. Dude makes a YouTube video reimagining Fresh Prince of Bel-Air as a drama. Okay, fine. But then, you know, Will Smith and some people at Warner's thought, hey, we should do this for real. And that's when I just think, you know, the badness keeps multiplying. We get this, you know... They start in, we get to see the events in West Philadelphia that cause Will to have to move with his auntie and uncle in Bel Air. And it's just, you know, cliche upon trope upon cliche and just awful. And for some reason they decide, hey, at key points in this first episode, let's quote, let's use dialogue from the original theme song. And I'm like, no, you can't have it both ways. This Fresh Prince was never... It, it was basically a hip version of Country Mouse, City Mouse. And kind of the with a twist of Beverly Hillbillies, where you take the Country Mouse, or, you know, Philly, the Urban Mouse, and put him in, you know, Bel Air, you know, the ultimate City Mouse, or Rich Mouse, or whatever. But just, you know, the one saving grace, the cast is pretty good overall but it's just so it's like every single you know choice they make to make this more dramatic and quote-unquote deep is just ridden with cliches and tropey and oh my gosh i will
0: i will say this i will say this the situation that gets him kicked out and has to run to philly is absolutely cliche and i get it and and me and my brother were watching it and we were like how could he be so stupid and it's really a matter of what i thought about it i think it was his mom kind of touched on it where he's afraid of because right now he's the big man in a small pond and he's afraid to move forward and to be in a bigger pond So he gets this scholarship that's going to take him out of Philly and it's going to put him on a bigger stage and he's terrified of it. And so everything he does that night is all about self-destruct, like not even necessarily conscious self-destructive. And so he does every wrong possible thing you can do in one night to get yourself, like he ends up getting arrested and almost shot at, and somebody wants to kill him, and it's just like it's insane. And in, and you're not, I'm not gonna disagree that it's tropey. Um, but I, what I do like, what I do like is once he gets to Bel Air, I I like the cast, I like the family, everybody works except maybe Carlton because I can't figure out, Oh. I can't I'm figure out like what it. they're doing with Carlton because they make him such a terrible person. He's like a bully and he's condescending and there's like, um, um and, and they eventually, cause I'm like on episode four or whatever, they do give you some hints about what's going on with him because I was like everybody else in the family, I can see the path to where they all become kind of a good family and they all get along. But with Carlton, they have him do just, Horrible thing after horrible thing to Will so that he doesn't fit in. Like, he can't stand Will. And to the point where it's just like, what what are you guys doing? Um, That was my main concern more than anything else in West Philly. My main concern was what are they doing with Carlton? The
1: thing that kind of drove me crazy watching the pilot is you've taken all the joy and charm out of the original concept to make it dark and pretentious. And... Well,
0: I think what's interesting is I feel like the actor that's playing Will, he studied a lot of Bell, like he's like doing a, a mimic of Will Smith. Like certain hand movements, head gestures, the way he does certain things. I was like, oh, that's freaking Will Smith right there. And I, I, like, I like that. I mean, their jokes don't necessarily land because it's not they don't have comedy there, writers, so there were, there were jokes in it. Exactly. So the couple of times where they try to be funny and they try to like tell a joke doesn't quite work. But the guy being charming works when he's being oh, charming, no. and he, uh,
1: he's an he's an appealing actor. Yeah. And his his fling with uh, Carlton's ex girlfriend, I'm I totally buy their chemistry. I right. like that she is not, you know, a, a con- I, mean, I like that they made her a swimmer. The, the Right. Uh student film I'm working on right now is a black sw- about a black swimmer. But man, I just I think it would have served them better if they had gone for a dramedy instead of a straight drama because this is like capital D drama, man. This is like have you ever seen Hollywood Shuffle? Yeah. Black Acting School. This is like capital D drama from Black Acting School. And it would <laughs> serve them it would have served them better to have a more a more deft touch, a lighter touch, because everything is so serious and portentous. And it's like, man, the thing that made the the things that made Fresh Prince work were really Will, <laughs> right? Because,
0: and I think this you know, actor the, has it. I think he's got that quality I think, I, that makes him really watchable. It. But the
1: problem is the vehicle doesn't match him.
0: I I, I think I think the, the 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 episodes. I mean, I'm. I'm into it. Like, I've watched four episodes. I like it. They get to a point where Carlton is like, whoa, we went too far. Like, because he's been doing all this stuff to Will. And then one of his friends does something for him, which is horrible. And he's like, whoa, 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 pump the brakes. He's like, we can't do that. Because then, you know, and I like that you get that sense of, oh, Man, like if we do this, what? we will 100 percent and it's for me, I'm saying it works. I'm enjoying it. Um, it mean, might not be for everybody, especially if you try to compare it too hard to the original. but, how, but, but when you reboot a series it, that's a,
1: I'm sorry when you reboot a series well, I mean battles I do? know,
0: but Battlestar, original Battlestar and the new Battlestar were nothing alike at all. And yeah, but
1: the new, new Battlestar was so much
0: better. I, I'm not disagreeing. I'm disagreeing. saying that's what they're trying to do. So they're not trying to be beholden to the old. And I'm okay with that. And I like it. Uh, so, I, that's, I mean, so that's... that's Go, go ahead.
1: Something else that drove me crazy about the pilot is they didn't, I mean, they had to... Um, class class Classic Fresh Prince, they had to work up to the point to the relationship with Uncle Phil and Will. And they're trying to get there and episode one no no they don't no they don't know about about the dad and i'm like dude you can't go there so yeah i just wow no they don't no they don't they 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 do take their time they do take their time the the, the, the car the Carlton thing is so when they had him snorting whatever drug i just thought that's not carlton and and if you're gonna reinvent Carlton, they just they decided they had to go pitch black on so many different elements of the storyline. It's like you could have, a death or touch would have served this well. And, you know, since Peacock is not doing great, you know, it's probably going to be one of their big hits, but man, I wish it was better. Cause I, I, do, I think it, I, 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 I think it
0: did get better. And I, and, and like I said, I'm not behold, I was a big fan of the original, but I'm not beholden to that image. So I'm okay with it. But anyway, we need to move on. We need to move on. Uh, Next up, we're going to talk about the Peacekeeper finale. And hey, I watched the last five minutes. Does that count?
1: (laughs) Spoiler alert.
0: (laughs) You guys talk about it. What did you think of the finale?
1: Well, I mean, we we need to talk about episode seven a little bit because something big happened in episode seven that we didn't really expect. (laughs) Okay. Mainly, um, he kills his dad. Oh, okay. and I'm like, whoa! I did not think they would go there. Did you, Allison?
0: Um,
1: I,
2: you know, I'm I wasn't totally surprised because they have made his dad so horrible, and I think that it was it was almost like he was he was his id that he had it, he sort of had to kill him to get rid of that, that part of himself that was you know ugly and racist, and so th- there was that that kind of Freudian aspect to it. I wasn't expecting him to be killed this soon because I know that they wanted to get a second season, and in fact, they have been renewed. But um, I, yeah, I, I, I was figuring that they would get there eventually.
1: And I was surprised so. that basically you said his ID, and he shows up in episode eight, basically haunting his haunting his son.
2: Yeah, which exactly. Is,
1: It'll be interesting to see if that continues in uh, in season two. I thought it was a solid finale. Um, just in terms of them finally kind of bonding as a cohesive unit. And um, Adebayo realizing she's all in with this group after her betrayal. And the fact that Chris did finally forgive her. Um, it's it, You know, I, I got to give props to John Cena. He, did, he had a recurring role on Psych as Juliet's brother who's like a spy or secret agent of some type and I thought, I was surprised they didn't try to spin him off because he's he's got a light comic touch and he's appealing and he's not bad you know, he's not classically trained but still, in terms of TV stars he's got the requisite qualities but he's really been good on this season on, on this show, this season in terms of showing a little bit more depth to his character, um, there was something in there was a line, I think, in the pilot where uh, Adebayo and the other woman, and I always forget her name, but they're talking about Peacemaker, and Adebayo says, you know, something about Chris strikes me as kind of sad. And the fact that Cena is able to play the tough machismo, but this, you know, that he's got this tragic background, and then the sadness that lurks within – uh, his, the the other big reveal of episode seven is that basically his dad basically put put him and his brother in fights and would take bets on who would win. And Chris, young Chris, hits his brother and ends up triggering a seizure, which kills his brother. And so his father blames him for that. And he finally realizes, no, you killed my brother. Because, you you know, a, a kid who's being – kids are being forced by their bully father – bully white supremacist father to fight each other so he can take bets on them, That's the kids have no agency at that point in their lives, especially when they're going to get a beating from them anyway. So I I was really, you know, the the actual events of the episode where they destroy the cow, you know, sure, of course that's going to happen and whatnot, but I just thought the manner in which they did it, it still had some humor and wit. I I wish the show wasn't as bloody as it is, but it's, you know, James Gunn is going to be James Gunn, and that's what dc hired him to do but i was pleasantly surprised and i'll let either allison or libya talk about the big guest appearance
0: well i
2: i thought i thought all of this was was really well done and i read in review actually uh, an interview excuse me with james gunn where the interviewer asked him you know well why peacekeeper um of of all people peacemaker rather um you know what was it about this particular character that made you think that this would make a series and he said that it really boiled down to John Cena um and that his his performance he what he could see were these layers that he was capable of that that you know normally uh you wouldn't expect from someone who comes from the world of wrestling and he's he's able to get that that deeper layer and you know call to something that isn't you would not expect from the character. And he thought that there was more to explore uh, with Peacemaker, you know, based mostly on what John Cena w- did with him. So I, I was, you know, I think that that, that goes to uh, a lot of w- what works about the show is Cena's performance. And mm-hmm. the, the fact that he does humanize this character who in, uh, in suicide squad, certainly was, was just, a bad guy, you know, big, dumb uh, sort of cartoon commentary on fascism. And in this, he he becomes a human being. And I think that they did that really, really well. And John Cena actually has a great deal to do with that because you could just especially there's this wonderful scene in uh, the last episode where they have um, where Economos is going in pretending to be one of the butterflies Mm. and he gets caught. Um, and by one of one of the guys stop him stops him and asks him well why does your beard look like that which has been a point of contention throughout the into- it's been a running joke throughout the entire series with uh peacemaker making fun of his two-tone beard and uh him becoming offended a- about it and now he's he's got to actually say absolutely dispassionately what's going on with his beard and from the perspective of the human who he's supposedly inhabiting. Um, and you just hear, hear this painful story about how he, he thought it would make him look better. And he thought nobody paid enough attention to him because, uh, no, nobody, no one would ever notice that he didn't keep up with the beard because no one showed him enough attention. And uh, and you look at the expression on all their faces, but particularly uh, John Saina's, um, and you see this this guilt just pass over his face because he's the one who's been really just attacking him, thinking it was funny over and over about this beard. And you, you realize how painful it is. And he just you see this shame come over him and it's all done completely nonverbally.
1: Can
2: uh, we talk, I was going to say. It's, it's just great the way he does it. Can we talk uh, about the TV finale?
1: At, T, or, yeah, TV Line actually picked Steve Agee as their performer of the week for that scene. Ah, uh, it
2: was a great scene.
0: Uh, I watched uh, none of the, the series at all because I actually don't like John Cena. He's actually the reason I can't watch the show. <laughs> um, so, but I did watch the, the finale because everybody was like, oh my God, Justice League, show up. Holy crap. And 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 when they show him in shadow, I was like, oh, they just got a bunch of actor lookalikes to be them in shadow or whatever. I was Not like, so oh, okay. fast, Libya. I know. And then when they do the close up, I was like, oh wait, they got Jason Momoa and whoever the heck plays
1: Ezra Miller.
0: Yeah, I don't I don't like that guy either. Um, <laughs> so they got them to do their line or two, and that was kind of funny. I was like, oh, okay, that was nice. Um, but yeah, I I cannot stand John Cena. So the everything you guys are saying sounds like a foreign language to me. Um, <laughs> well, I would d-
2: have said the same before this started because I was not a big fan of him before, but he won me over in this series. He really did.
0: Yeah, he did not do that for me. Um, we
1: didn't watch the series. Yeah, I we- watched
0: the pilot. <laughs> I hated him a lot well, in the pilot.
1: As, as you are affectionate toward toward bel-air i am affectionate towards suicide squad or toward peacemaker <laughs> that's, so <laughs> that's
0: fine i'll watch my bel-air and you can watch your peacekeeper or maker or whatever um but let's Keeper. move on we've got one more show to talk about before we wrap and that is severance from Holy apple tv crap, this show and is amazing. i was like i mean i'd watched the trailer so i knew generally what it was about but what was funny is i watched it with you and she hadn't seen the trailer So her going, what the? Like, because the way it opens is really kind of confusing, but in a good way. Uh, So you have this woman wake up on this table and she doesn't know what's going on, which is a terrible way to orient somebody to some new situation. Why would you put her on the, the, the boardroom table? That's weird. Why not in a nice, comfortable bed where, you know, she'd wake up slowly and be like, oh, what's going on? But no, they put her on a conference table. She wakes up, all the doors are locked, and they have this weird voice of God coming in, telling her to stay calm, and, and they're asking her these random, bizarre questions. And as disorienting as she was before, the questions make it even more so because she realizes she can't remember anything. And so she freaks out. And I was like, who came up with these questions? These questions are terrible. And what's hilarious to me is that her reactions are, like, what how I would react in that situation. Because he asked her some question, and I was like, I would punch that dude in the face, and then she punches him in the face. And I was like, oh, that's great. <laughs> um, well, she throws a speaker at him. No, no, no. She, been,
1: she at one yeah, point, she, she, goes, she does. A
0: at him. Yeah, but I think she punches him, too, at one point.
1: That's no, just the one no. thing.
0: Oh, it's just the thing. She throws that. Whatever. But the sentiment was the same. I was like, I would punch that dude in the face, and then she throws that at, at his face. And I was like, oh, yeah, Perfect. So, I like her reactions, and I was like, why do they think that, that her reactions are bizarre? Like, I, I thought that their anticipation of the way she would behave didn't make sense to me. But I do love the overall concept of the show. I think that's pretty great. There's no way in the world I would ever agree to do such a thing, but I, I got it. I got what they were going for. What would you guys think? I loved it, and I, I. The
2: thing is, with the questions that they asked, that that wasn't an orientation; it was a test.
0: Yes, I get I, that. They were making sure. That, yeah.
2: They were making sure that she really, genuinely couldn't remember anything, um, and that was that was the whole purpose of that. And I think that the purpose too, because I thought the whole bit with the table was weird too when I saw it. But I think it's it's a matter of breaking someone down and making them as vulnerable as possible and disoriented as possible, so they accept whatever conditioning that they uh, Yeah, they but I, I thought that it was,
0: it was weird that they were surprised. They were genuinely surprised by how she was reacting. I was like, no, that's how a normal person would react in that situation.
2: Yeah, but I don't think most people probably get as, uh, or at least in the past, the people who they have gotten so far did not get as violent as she did or as adamant about escaping as as she has i think they they're used to a certain level of of problems and complacency yeah yeah. and then and then they yeah they immediately become complacent because they don't have anything to really reach into in terms of experience like what should i be doing where am i going what am i missing out on da 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 they're they're just a blank slate so they they become placid pretty pretty quickly generally and she does not
0: and that's what surprises No, she did not, which I thought was great. I thought it was fantastic. Though, what's the deal with the numbers that are scary? They're like, we need you to to bunch up the scary numbers. And she's like, why are numbers scary? What? And then when she finally gets, she's like, oh, I get it. I can feel it now. And I was like, what is going on? What is actually being done at this job? Like, what is that company? don't know. I know, but that's what I'm saying. I was like, that is like, what the heck, man?
1: I watched most of episode one really late when I got when I got home um, from set last night, and I'm like, I know this woman, this boss woman in the place, but why can't I place her? And I'm like, I look at the credits, like, that's Patricia Arquette, because <laughs> making her completely gray r- threw me. But as soon, as soon, when they show the neighbor woman again at the end yes. of the first episode, yeah. and they go to yeah. pains to not show her face, it's like, oh, that is totally Patricia Arquette. Yeah. And yeah. it was. And it's like, <laughs> okay, so obviously. She gets to remember what's going on yeah. at work and at mm-hmm. home. <laughs> but yeah, well,
2: I, as soon as as soon as she references my mother is an atheist, and, mm-hmm. and I'm thinking, how do you even remember that you have a mother? And it's so it's like zing. As soon as she says that, you know she is part of whatever this conspiracy. She's
1: not. She's is. not she's, severed.
2: Yes, right. she is. Well, you I, can't, I, I can understand
0: why thing. you wouldn't keep the boss severed. That makes sense.
2: Yeah, and I would be willing to bet that her assistant isn't severed either. The black dude? Yeah.
0: I don't know. I don't know.
1: I don't know. know. It's a
2: question, but I'm leaning toward not
1: severed. um, I'm just, I'm I'm so, I mean, just the philosophical questions underpinning what's going on. Plus, you've got the two storylines with, you've got the storyline with Adam Scott and what a perfect choice to play this character.
0: Oh yeah, he's because great. Yeah.
1: He's just he, yeah. Um, I'm I'm interested then, in what
0: the best friend he was like, uh oh, yeah, what, he, I was what, what, your he, best you were my friend and I was your best friend. Well no, he he says, I was your best friend
1: and you were my very good friend. Very right. Like, That's yeah. an interesting distinction. Yeah, I thought that <laughs> no. was like
0: who would say that, yeah.
2: I'm I'm wondering if it's the distinction is that you know he can now he's now integrated, so he remembers you know his outside and inside persona, and you know he's there's a good chance that he just has a healthier outside relationship with people than than uh, Mark does, so oh, and the- you know he may have a best friend on the outside who he remembers, and Mark has obviously isolated himself since the death of his wife from everyone. Oh.
1: That, that that dinner party with his sister and oh, his friends, God. that was wow. like, that That was hell.
0: That was yeah. like so weird. Oh, my so gosh. Off. And Yeah. Woo.
1: Yeah. No, but I, I am totally in. Go Ben Stellar.
0: Yeah, that was, that's a pretty, pretty, it's a, what I love about it is it answers a few questions, but it leaves so many questions that you're like, what the heck is going on? In a very good way. In a yeah. very yeah. good way. Well, oh, you're, you're almost cat. as
2: disoriented as the characters are, right. which is a wonderful. And I also want to say one quick thing too about the design, the set design of this, because it's, there's this wonderful um, retro mid-century modern look to everything, which extends even to these really o- bizarrely old uh, computers that
0: they're they're on. Oh, right, know? right.
2: I mean, and and everywhere you look, I mean, just. Well, even right when now, they
0: change, the, when he changes his clothes, if you notice his watch and some mm-hmm. of the things, it feels like the outside world is in like the 90s, the early 2000s, but work is like in the 60s. Yeah. So it feels weird because even when he changes his clothes, his clothes have a different look to them, A different yeah. feel
2: very much so although even that mid-century modern still carries over to the outside world because like his sister's house is very mid-century modern when he's lying in the kid's bed and looks up to this this total mid-century mobile that's Mm -hmm. that's on the ceiling too you know you get those little touches so i just i just love the design of this show
1: yeah i gotta say apple i would say apple's batting average with me right now is about 67 so for every three series i'll i'll really like two out of the three but that's a lot better than netflix
0: <laughs> <laughs> well netflix has a lot but anyway yeah. let's let's wrap this up uh thumbs up right oh yeah oh yeah all right so if you guys have any questions or comments you send the tv campfire follow us on twitter we're on facebook we're on sci-fi.radio and itunes and we'll talk to you guys next time Bye-bye. Bye bye Bye-bye. bye